but that value comes back to that call to action of yeah. like highlighting that value is like how you get people to do the thing. If you don't highlight the value correctly, there's no reason for someone to do that thing. Same thing with like social media posts, for example. Mm -hmm. So many social media videos just flop or they're not, they don't perform like they should. Yeah. Because the value isn't shared, like the context of why up front. Welcome back to All My Pod. I'm your host, Justin J. Moore. And usually I'm joined by my fiance, Celine Albertini, but today I'm actually going to be the only host because her laptop stopped working right before the interview, which was super unfortunate. But today's guest, this was an awesome episode. His name is Dylan Schmidt. Dylan's been helping creatives since 2012. He's a podcaster. His podcast is called Digital Podcaster. He's a marketer and an online business owner based in LA, California, with vast experience in audio, digital marketing, and online business. His current mission is to break down how he reached 460,000 people without paid ads or a big following. So what are you going to get from this episode? Well, we dove headfirst into call to actions. Yes, for your podcast, but also kind of more broadly, we talked about call to actions. But we, we also just talked about marketing in general and content creation. Dylan's content on Instagram is some of the best I've ever seen for content creators and for podcasters as well. And Dylan's the first guest where I've ever actually sat on the call after I stopped hitting record for another half an hour just to chat about stuff. And the only reason we stopped is because we both had to get to another meeting. So saying that I enjoyed this episode is probably an understatement. I really liked talking to Dylan. I know that I've made a friend from this, which is one of the best parts of podcasting. When, it, when you really hit it off with your guest, uh, you've made a new friend for, well, maybe for life. You never know. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please share it with someone else who might be able to learn something from it. That's all we ask. Thanks. Okay, Dylan, welcome to All My Pod. How are, how are you feeling today? Justin, I'm doing great now that I'm here. Epic. I love the microphone. We talked about it already. For anybody just listening and not seeing, it's like my mic, the, the SM7B, but it looks so much cooler. It's like blue, bright yellow. Um, yeah, it's it's the first thing I, I noticed when I saw your, your Instagram. I was like, oh, it's caught my attention. Thank you. And I learned after the fact, supposedly blue, red, yellow, you can create any color. I guess it's like the fundamental colors. So it's it's know. like it's like it's a metaphor for how you create content with all your different elements or something like that. Maybe that's not that a great metaphor, but <laughs> that sounds deep just like me. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I I want to like emphasize that I think that you're making some of the best content in the podcast space. I probably the best I've ever seen. Um, Thank you. It's just like pretty obvious that there's a lot of thought and that it's not just like chat GPT or something like that. Like it's, it's obvious that there's a, a ton of intention there and you've grown a, um, a following, like you're almost at 10 K followers now from that. And um, so yeah, I, I think that people should go and check that out. It's like a wealth of knowledge. Like every post is something interesting. Yeah. Um, try to like insert a random silly thing here and there just to keep people on their toes. Totally. And also it definitely makes it, this is obviously not AI because AI can't throw curveballs like I can, where I throw my dog in a mix or, you know, a random like joke that probably no one gets besides me, but that's okay. If like one other person like laughs, I'm like, cool. But I don't know if they laugh because I can't see. 
So. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's man. That's what you got to do. You got to insert your personality in there wherever you can. So, um, I yeah, I totally agree with that. That's the human element of the of what you know AI cannot fulfill. So perfect. Sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, so sadly, we don't have my beautiful fiance Celine with us. She's experiencing some technical difficulties with her laptop and. Basically, we got to get her a new laptop, and um, that'll be a, a prodigy business expense that I'm happy to take. Uh, but we're gonna run it anyways, and um, Dylan will just we're gonna do it without her, even though we'll miss her. But today we're gonna focus. Uh, I, I've I've liked kind of having a more focused approach to the episodes, and I think that the audience also appreciates that. And so we decided that we're going to talk about podcast call to actions. Nothing sort of like I, I reached out to Dylan originally because he had a post about 25 call to actions and different specific examples of how to do a call to action. But I think we're going to talk about it a bit conceptually and then kind of get into the practical ways of uh, how to talk about it, where to, where to put it, kind of what to say um, and how many you're supposed to have. Like, are you supposed to have one or two or um, so we're just going to kind of talk about call to action to something I've been really interested in. It's obviously like it is so dang important when you're when you're doing your podcast because you have an opportunity every single episode after giving and giving and giving so much free value you've got that one ask that you have and it's the difference between people actually going to the next step of engaging with you and your content and maybe becoming a lead or a customer for your business or not and so not having the call to action nailed down or having too many it is a, a cr- like a critical mistake, especially when you look at like 50 episodes, like how many people would have gone to the next step. So, um, okay, but wait, before we do that, I wanted to ask you something personal. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, where's your favorite place you've ever traveled in the, in the world and why? Hmm. Favorite place. I spent quite a bit of time in Bali, in Asia. Oh. Um, so I, I like there. I've also enjoyed Maui. Um, so those two have been awesome. Um, I spent a lot of time there. Hmm. Bali's cool. I really want to get to Canada. Really? Yeah. I know those are two places that I've like traveled to and I really like, but mm-hmm. I really want to get to Canada. I really want to see the lakes. Yep. You know, I want to see like the mountains there. Something just seems so clean and pure. Yeah. So I haven't traveled, hopefully to the best places I've been to yet. That's very um, cool. So, but the places that I've been that I, I really enjoyed would be like Bali and uh, Maui. Cool. I Yeah, I've heard great things about Bali and I'm, I'm obviously in Canada right now and uh, the mountains you're talking about are, uh, they're close, they're kind of close to me. Like they're about six hour drive. I, it's, if you're in Alberta and you're seeing like the Rockies and stuff, and that one lake that is so, so famous is the Louise. Louise yeah. And that's, yeah. that's, that is six or seven hour drive. So I haven't actually been there, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. We have a beautiful, beautiful lake here called Kalamalka Lake, which from a bird's eye view is pure turquoise and it's huge. Wow. And, um, it's, I mean, m- many people say it's the most beautiful lake they've ever seen. And I went to Italy, obviously with my fiance to the very North of Italy to like Lake Garda and um, a couple other ones. And it's, again, it's a very similar vibe to Alberta. It's a beautifully high mountains and lots of lakes. But honestly, the lake here in my little like town where I'm from is, is like, it's world-class. So 
um yeah you're in la so you're not you're not far from canada you could just no i've, yeah. I've been to canada a few times i shouldn't okay. say i haven't but i've been to uh edmonton calgary vancouver toronto gotcha um but i haven't been to like the more you know super scenic places yeah vancouver is beautiful though like totally vancouver is awesome. a cool city yeah very similar to like obviously it's not too far from seattle but you know that kind of vibe and i'm like but I see all those pictures. My dad rides around on a motorcycle around the U.S. and he cool. goes up into Canada sometimes. And, you know, the pictures and what he's described to me after seeing like so much stuff. Like, I got, I got to go there. So Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I would, I would, well, I, I guess I would also have to go and see Lake Louise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of stupid that I have it now that I think about it. Um, okay, well, that's, that's cool though. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. I just like to have something that I, I don't like to go too deep into like, the guest's whole story because it can just go on like a huge tangent but um but i'm happy that you shared that and so let's chat about podcast call to actions um i guess just just take the stage with your your first thought we discussed kind of a a little plan of what we want to chat about so maybe you can give an overview or just hop right into it the stage is totally yours dylan yeah well, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Wait, no, I say that at the end. Uh, <laughs> say that at the end. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I haven't said anything yet. Um, so the, the, the call to action, right, which is at its core what you want the person to take action on. You want to tell them to do something, whether it's sign up for your program that you're selling or listen to the next episode or send you an email or leave a rating and review. Those are all different uh, examples of a call to action that you could place in a podcast. And really before, you know, a podcast, but before a person listens to your podcast, they have to take action on another call to action that you gave them, right? To get there. Yeah. Yeah. So before they even listen to your episode, uh, I think it would probably be a good idea to just mention, you know, calls to action that you'd be making before they even get to your episode. Right. And this is kind of like a different way of thinking about it because people typically like what we just talked about are like, they look at the podcast episode and they're like, okay, how do I like make a call to action in the episode? But if nobody's getting to the episode, then you don't really have to worry about what you say in the episode because not enough people doesn't are matter. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get people um, in the door first. Yeah. And it's a numbers game too, right? If you had like 50 people listen and one person takes action on what you ask them to is that good you know um well it depends we can talk about that too Mm -hmm. but the call to action before someone gets to your podcast so looking at you know different things the the simplest you know way to add a call to action to your podcast that most people don't think about is your podcast title right they go off the text that they're seeing for example joe rogan is you know the number one podcaster and someone that we're all familiar with if you look at, you know, he, he's not adding a call to action on his social media to get people to go to it. People are just looking at the episode title if they're going to listen to it. Some people will just listen to it because it's him and they'll listen to whoever he has on. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't, his call to action is literally just his brand at that point. But the title of like who's on the, the guest name. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I, that's what is going to make me listen or not listen. Exactly. So that's yeah. a call to action in itself. And if your title sucks, then people aren't going to click through and listen because they're always thinking, is this for me? Is this not for me? Like for me, if I was going to listen to, let's just say Joe Rogan, for example, if he had someone on there that I was interested in, then it's, and it's going to speak to me and I'm going to go, I need to listen to this. 
But if he has some like wrestler or something on that I'm not really interested in, yeah. well, I'm not going to listen to it. So you got to think about like, am I, you know, is this, is this enticing? And, and just a name can be enticing. And, and where, and like, are you putting that name on, on social media? And is that where people are clicking through? Or is it just that people are like searching through podcasts on podcast streaming platforms and they see the, the title of the episode and that's that's their invitation to, I mean, that is a call to action in itself on the platform. Yeah. So where, where are you actually, how are you utilizing the title of the podcast to intrigue listens? Yeah. So the, well, you're just, you're just putting the title there. And then when people are subscribed to your podcast, uh, then they'll see the title and then they'll right. that's like basically all you'll have. But if you're using social media or an email newsletter, uh, for example, to, get people to go from there to your podcast. Uh, you know, you're typically not just going to put your title. You might, if your title is solid, then you might just put your title because it might be structured in a way. For example, I just had an episode for my own podcast. That was, um, something like, you know, how I'm growing my email newsletter. I think it was just like that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer, but how I'm growing my email newsletter. That's pretty clear. Like that's, you know, and I think there was a little bit more interest to it. Like some type of stat like, or something. Yeah. Like I was yeah. going to say like 10 X or five X would be like, I would click that right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I could have been, you know, Oh, I'm just saying, Oh, I said how I'm growing my email newsletter with paid ads with paid ads. Yeah. You know? And I could have thrown a stat in there, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's pretty clear. So I could just throw that on social media, like, you know, new episode, how I'm growing my email newsletter with paid ads. Right. I know that that would be enough to get people to be interested in it. Mm -hmm. And the call to action, like the specific action I want people to do is to listen to the episode. So I would say specifically how I want them to take action. So if it was in Instagram stories, for example, when I share the link, I don't just say episode or link to episode. Mm -hmm. I would say for them what I want them to take action on. So I want them to tap to listen. Tap I don't to want listen, to say right? listen now or yeah. something like that. I, I want to say like, this is it. Cause you think about when you're reading words, especially we're just like, we do in a way what we're told mm -hmm. uh, or suggested to. Mm -hmm. So using the language that you want people to take is crucial. Yeah. Tiny shifts in words can have a, a massive effect. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like, uh, it's a, you know, deeper psychology thing of, you know, we, we can only work with the words we've got and mm -hmm. there's not a, a secondary form of communication going on there. So you need to be really intentional with your words. So tap here to listen, things like that. So the call to action is, cool. you know, listen, basically here's what you're going to learn and tap here to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, basically the same idea of what you would do even like in a social media post, except yeah. maybe it's in the caption. Yeah. And, but the call to action might be, you know, tap the link in my profile, to listen to the full episode. If that was the call to action. Um, and, and similar to an email newsletter, once they're in the episode, you got to think contextually like where they're at, right? If they just listened, if they're just starting to listen to your episode and they haven't even got in yet, um, like they want to hear the episode. They want to hear the, there's a reason why they clicked play on your episode. Exactly. It wasn't to go do something else. And that's <laughs> really disjoining. If you like, Hey, I'm going to share with you how I grew my email newsletter with paid ads. And then as soon as you get there, I'm going to try and get you to go sign up for my podcast Academy program. That's going to teach you about growing a podcast. Like that's not going to convert very well. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
contextually, where are people at, right? They just want to get to the content. Um, typically, and just like a Mr. Beast formula, right? Like a YouTuber, um, he's like, you make these promises and you've got to like give a little bit, but you got to create the anticipation to give reason for people to stick around. So people are listening. You'll, you know, and it's, this is the part where we talk about like, you know, people have all heard like big podcasters. Well, they just go right into ads. Um, right at the as start. Soon as, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to copy exactly what other big podcasters are doing um, at a different stage of course. is just going to be the downfall of a, a not, a, it's going to be an ineffective approach uh, because the companies that are advertising that you hear these, well, they, they're reading this ad about stakes or mattresses or websites or whatever. Those companies are not really always seeing a direct ROI on it. Sometimes they're doing it just for branding, yep. um, but they have millions of dollars that they're pouring into this. And if you have millions of dollars, then you wouldn't even need to be worrying about this. Of course. So <laughs> throwing in a call to action at the beginning, uh, you got to think contextually, right? So mm-hmm. that might be just giving a different type of call to action. Uh, and it might be a call to action for, um, you know, sticking around, you know, like it might, like if you want someone to stick around, instead of asking them to leave this conversation, you might just say like, the call to action is like, this is what you're going to learn in a way. Mm-hmm. So stick around because you're going to learn X. Right. That's pretty powerful. And I don't hear enough podcasters do that of like, right. Like at the start of the episode, episode like, like do set the stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're making, they're making such a commitment to, to be there. So yeah. And if people did that for shows, cause I, I find myself, it, like testing a lot of episodes even with shows that i really like i find myself doing a lot of like testing the waters in within the first five to ten minutes of the episode to see if it's something that i'll even want to dedicate more of my time to and a lot of times it doesn't get like it doesn't give me anything within that period of time and so i might go to a different episode but yeah having having like actionable uh like having, like you said, setting the stage at the start. Yeah, that actually, that's probably a really good idea. I mean, we've all been on a meeting that we didn't know if we should be there or why we're there. Yeah. What's the outcome of this? I think of things in terms of consumption and what I would want as a listener, as a viewer, as a consumer. I just want context of like, should I be here or should I be doing something else? We all have 8 million different inputs trying to reach us Mm -hmm. and we self-select now, right? We self-select, open up an app, we do things. So the more you can build at the beginning of like, this is why you should stick around for this episode. Listen to the full thing. That's a call to action right there. Like just it's a call to action within your episode. Right. Um, And at first I was like, you know, Oh, there should only be like one call to action an episode. But I, I kind of drifted away from that because you're, you're basically just wanting to give the right call to action at the right time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's uh, different, different calls to action you're doing that are like softer or, or leaving. I was just going to preface that because I have been advocating for one call to action, but I would advocate for what you just said, plus something else, because I would, I wouldn't even consider like, I, I wouldn't even consider that a call to action in the, in the traditional sense uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, like you said, soft. Okay. So, so yeah, so let's, let's continue with that. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm interested now in what you're saying about that. Cause I've literally been <laughs> yeah. telling people only do one, 
right? Same. Yeah. I have too. And I'm like guilty of it too. And this is like a newer kind of realization I've kind of made, um, of like, you know, and you, cause we're always making these like little promises, right? We're always, and it's the same in a, a relationship with humans in real life, right? With, you know, uh, <laughs> if you, if you just started talking to somebody and they have no idea what you're talking about, like you can't expect them to, you know, so, or if you want anyone to do anything, right. You have to like build a little rapport. Yeah. There has to be a little, uh, you know, pre story going on. So yeah, at the beginning, you know, like you can add in this like soft call to action. It's like, listen to this episode, adding the context. And then you have your beginning, middle and end, right? Your middle is going to be, um, you know, in typically this is with like dynamic ads where they pop up, maybe not exactly at the middle, mm-hmm. um, but it's usually like a little break, a little intermission or whatever, usually for like longer episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different, that's at a point where people are invested, right? They didn't just hop in. They're listening. They're engaged at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They're engaged. And if you throw out, you know, a call to action that's related to the episode mm. um, that they would find interesting, mm-hmm. then it's perfect. So with some examples, and, and I listed this, you had mentioned on uh, Instagram on a post I made. So instead of in the middle of an episode, asking someone to like uh, rate and review the episode, that's like, just not the right it, time. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. the right time. So uh, but there is like, you could ask them to subscribe, mm-hmm. you know, if you're enjoying this episode, I hope you are. Uh, and it's all about like your setup and the delivery, right? Mm-hmm. If, you know, so glad you're here kind of thing. Uh, a stat I posted recently on my Instagram is basically you're like marketing to three episodes, not one. So, um, okay, wait, explain that it marketing yeah. two to three episodes, not one. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, so if someone's listening to your podcast for the first time mm-hmm. and they have a great listening experience, the statistical likelihood of them returning for another listen for a second listen is less than 40%. If someone listens to your podcast mm. for a second time, the statistical likelihood of them returning for a third time is still less than uh, 40%. So it's compounding. Okay, I get it. If someone listens to your podcast for a third time, the statistical likelihood of them coming back uh, for another listen is over 70%. So, wow. So you got to get past the third episode hump. Yeah. So, so Uh. often podcasters just get comfortable, too comfortable in thinking that it's all repeat listeners. It's either all or nothing. It's like this person's listening for the first time and they don't know who the heck I am or what I'm talking about, or they're a diehard listener and they're back again and again. Right. But from a relationship standpoint, if we were like going on a date, you know, by the second date, you don't just like kick your feet up and you're like, well, you get the hang of things. (laughs) You also don't have to like do these weird introductions. Mm -hmm. So there is a middle ground of how you can structure your episodes of how you can talk to your audience, how you can introduce certain things that don't make it feel like you have to know what's going on. And they don't have any context. So people are like, what is happening? Cause I've listened to podcasts that I want to listen to because I'm like, they were recommended to me by certain people. Mm-hmm. And then I listen and I'm like, what are they talking? I thought this was a podcast about pop culture and they're talking about, you know, something that's so unrelated. I'm like, what? Yeah. So I what, get it. so I what you're saying, it. what you're saying is that you're saying kind of two things. First of all, that, that, 
every single every single episode is an opportunity to let me let me let me go back because if if somebody comes to your show and you have like a hundred episodes they're not going to start your show at episode one they're probably going to listen to like maybe the most recent one or they're going to instead of listening to the most recent one they're going to look through the last like five to ten for the one that the title calls to them and then they're going to listen to a couple more and they might even go backwards and listen to one from before if they didn't find one within that they liked after or they might just go to the very next episode or something so how so you're saying that you have to treat every episode as an opportunity to keep somebody there and to keep the the feeling inviting and um and then the second thing that you're saying is honor respect your audience's time don't bring somebody on to a show about podcasting and then talk about fly fishing so like those two things together yeah is that accurate kind of yeah well you still want the rapport there right so like the rapport with your guest or your audience so they don't you know they don't people these days need less context so they don't need a lot of context in backstory yes but they still kind of want to know who what's going on right Um, so there's like you know a little bit of rapport that needs to happen and sometimes i feel like if it doesn't we just listen to the tone of voice to try and make up this image of who we think the host is right? because we have no other information to base off of. Got it. I've listened to some podcasts and I'm like, they sound like a real estate agent or they sound like the type of person that wears like a button up shirt every day. I don't know if that's true, but way the way they are speaking, it sounds like the case, you know, so yeah, if you build, there's no build other a report hole. given a little story yeah. kind of like we build all these things sometimes off of all the information we have. So if it's how they speak, what words they use, we start trying to figure out how old is this person? You know? Yeah. I know what you mean. I do that. I, I, I form a very visual, I, I form a, a, a big visual of somebody just by their, their voice. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, you know, and that goes back to that words that we use are impactful on whether or not people take action with what we say and saying it at the right time. Right. If, right. If you try to build rapport at the end of a podcast episode, that would be awkward because anyone who made it that far, they are already like trusting you and they're in, enjoying the conversation. You know, it's like getting to the end of the date and it was awesome. And then you're like, start. So like what? And you start asking, was so it okay what do you do? You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, who are you? Like, what's going on? What the? Yeah. There's a timing. Yeah. There's a timing to all, all of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So in the, in the middle though, like, um, you know, if you were having fun, let's just, uh, I'm going to keep going with the date analogy. Mm-hmm. If you were having fun in a date and you're like halfway through the date, you know, it's like around that. And you would start like making plans probably again, like, oh, we should do this thing sometime. Right. Right. Like, oh, I, I, I would love to, you know, take you here. Like you talk in future sense. Mm-hmm. So if you throw in a call to action in the the middle, for example, it's like, let's keep this party going. It's not breaking all the momentum and being like, okay, like I need you to subscribe, you know, if you like this, like subscribe, mm-hmm. you know, sign up and, you know, let's get married. You know, it's like, yeah, no, of course. Like, hey, this it's is casual. the type of thing we do all the time. If you're part of this, which, you know, you are, cause you made it this far, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Totally. People who are already subscribed, they will not mind that you treat that specific call to action. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing too, is like when you're giving these calls to action, make it specific because the people that you want it to land for, if someone's already subscribed, they're not going to mind that you say 
if you like this, subscribe to the episode. Of course, yeah. The people that aren't subscribed, they're going to be like, oh, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay. People are like afraid. I'm like, I want to, I want to reach everybody in what I'm saying. And I don't want anyone to feel left out. But if we were at like a party or a group in a circle of friends and I was talking to you, but like there's everyone listening, but I'm just talking to you. Everyone else isn't like, oh my word, like what? He's only talking to him right now. They might be like, oh, what's he saying to this person? Right. Um, And also how I treat and talk to you. The other people are picking up on that as well and are building a bigger profile of me, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking to you and I'm like, bro, Justin, like, I love this blank, whatever, like, dude, we should do this thing. Other people might be like, yeah. So that's why, like, being specific really carries more weight and is more effective than just trying to be like, uh, I don't know. That's it's a mental thing. It's like yeah. subtle mm-hmm. um, when you get specific with it. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, yeah, because I was also just going to say the like I I keep going back to like Alex Hormozzi's podcast, especially the one um, I know that he's like it's kind of it's kind of getting like overdone how how much people are talking about him. But I really like him. And and uh, his his ebook that he gave away for free the whole the whole time throughout the entire ebook, there was one single call to action at every single step. And it was just simply if if you're getting value from this then like don't keep it to yourself share it with someone else who would also get value from it and that and that was sort of reiterated in many different ways but that was the only thing that he asked for and i did like i did end up doing that it definitely burned that idea into my brain and i also felt like i owed him something because he didn't ask me to buy something he asked me to just do something that i could do for free and so that is something that I guess people could say in the middle. That's a logical thing to say in the middle. Like if you're currently enjoying this and you learned something, then that means someone else can learn something too. So pass it along. And there you go. There's, there's one yeah. example that you could do in the middle. Yeah. And not having a call to action is still a call to action. You know, like if you don't tell anybody to do anything, they're not going to do anything. Basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you're saying to them. <laughs> yeah. um, and not in a negative way, really. And they might still do something else. It's not like people are people aren't robots, so mm-hmm. they might come back or they might do they might share with somebody. But you're hoping that they will. Yeah. So considering like what is the specific action? Um, you know, I work with like a lot of coaches and consultants, authors. They want to sell more books. They want to get more clients. So you know, keeping people on their podcast is cool, but there's usually a lot of value in there, mm-hmm. and people will get value and they'll return. So it's like, they're not only going to listen to the one thing you said. Yes. Um, and so that's where like other calls to action are handy uh, to get people, you know, for your program or service uh, and making it incredibly clear and direct. Um, and so like with Alex Formosi, like you mentioned, he, you know, his is like building, reaching like reach, right? That's it. Uh, or, or maybe to sell his book. Um, but reach like he's like I, the the main takeaway if you had to think like what's the main takeaway is spread his message yep and that's what and it was effective because it wasn't like spread the message buy the book sign up for the course um you know write a letter to somebody you know <laughs> do the yeah. hokey pokey like it wasn't a bunch of things it was just yeah. one thing Totally. And so many people will throw in so many calls to action in their podcast. Yeah. And then like none of them will work. 
So you can't really test that either from like a marketing standpoint. Yeah, of course. But so, let me let me ask you like so like you said, let's just take an example. Like let's say you you work with uh with an author or or a coach, but let's just t- say an author because that's kind of easy to to make as an example because they're selling a book. So um or maybe multiple books, but if they have a book, then how how do you get people to your product or your service, or your program or to buy your book? through your podcast and maybe also touch on like okay a book can be like 25 30 bucks but what about a thousand dollar offer that a coach may have for a program or a, or a five thousand dollar program or ten thousand dollar program where it's not like you can just tell people to go and buy your ten thousand dollar program from the podcast there's like a lot of steps in between so maybe you could just touch on those couple of ideas with specifically selling something through the show yeah, I blame Linktree for the confusion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's too many like routes these days. You know? I agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't even know how to find people's podcasts in their bio. I, it's like, yeah. where am I even going? Like, <laughs> But that's the other thing too, is like from a customer journey experience, people will confuse people with their podcast um, or again, too many calls to action. So like, a link tree, for example, it's like eight different options mm-hmm. and we get decision fatigue. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make a decision. Yeah. I want, I, I, I don't want to decide what to eat for dinner with my wife. I want somebody, I want her to decide or she <laughs> wants me to decide and I want to make her happy. And I don't know what to say because I don't feel like cooking and I don't really know which there's too many options in this. You get stressed out and and feel ashamed. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot like, let alone like I'm stuck and this person is supposed to be helping me. Mm -hmm. And now they give me eight options. Like, bro, I don't know. Like you tell me, I don't know. Like, um, so options just kill conversions, uh, too many options, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, and just from, again, from a conversion standpoint, if we look at, 50 people, or let's just use a hundred. If a hundred people come to, and and I'm going to, it's, we'll use the podcast too, but like if they come to a page, right? A hundred people aren't signing up. Like no, nobody gets a hundred percent of people signing up for the thing that's on the page. So numbers wise, right. And then if you had a page that had multiple things on it, it's going to decrease the, you know, there's one of the things that you want people to sign up for. Mm -hmm. You know, it's usually not like I want, people to sign up for everything. Yeah. In a perfect world. So you think about the journey, right? For a podcast, same thing. If you, if there's like really something like, what do you really want people to do? Yeah. Well, yeah. You want people to keep listening to the podcast, but like, would you rather them become a client or buy your book? Um, Heck yes. For most people. people Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's an overlap of the people that would buy your book and listen to your podcast because it's related. That's why you have the podcast. That's why you're talking about your book um, or they should be related. So, um, yeah, so that, that's why like the context of when you give the call to action matters in a, like a softer, like, Hey, subscribe, you know, you don't need to spend a bunch of time trying to pull someone's arm on that. Um, but when it comes to getting people that are listening to your podcast to like buy a book, for example, making it incredibly easy okay. and clear. So the same thing on how you got people to your podcast or, uh, yeah. So basically it's like, if you like this, you'll love that. Mm. Um, especially with podcasts because they're so intimate Yes, uh, with people listening, you know, usually when they're doing something or on headphones, it's like right in your ears, you have more, it's, there's more trust mm-hmm. there. Right. So 
you're in a way kind of like your own testimonial in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're like, Hey, you know, just like how on, in this episode, we talked about this in my book, I talk about this and we go way deeper in way at right more length you've already there, proved so. that you, that you know your stuff and so you are your own testimonial yeah 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 and and you know and it's got five stars on amazon or whatever uh click the link in the episode description to get your copy mm-hmm. that's it that's all you can do um and and make it really simple and clear don't hide the link down at the bottom right with the link should be like click here to get my book you know um, make it incredibly clear. And again, like I said at the beginning, like tell them the action, click here to get the book kind of thing. Yeah. Don't just assume that if you just make the word book a link that people will click that. Yeah. Right. I, okay. That's, that's very actionable advice. I love that. Um, but also then what about somebody who does have like a high ticket coaching offer and yeah, you know, they're, they're probably going to need to start with a, a call to get insight of some kind and ask some questions and do some diagnosis before like people buying a massive thing. So are we directing people to a bigger offer? Are we trying to siphon them to a, a call or to a lead magnet that then goes to like, how, how are you, what are, what's the funnel there? The steps? I hate the word funnel. I don't know why yeah. it bugs me. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people don't like it, but it is like the most accurate. It is it's just like <laughs> too salesy for me. Yeah. I, I hate, I just, maybe I've watched too many like movies of like big corporate business guys using the word funnel, but <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. Right. So the, the call is fantastic for high ticket stuff, especially, um, the more, clarity and nurtured people are before a high ticket purchase the less refunds the less work you'll have to do to keep the client yeah the less the reassuring you'll have to do because to go from like a pdf download to a high ticket client is less likely by any means so a call is absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's like a ten thousand dollar thing just to think that that's happening from a pdf it's like no, that's yeah, just not I mean, going like, and you yeah, don't really want it to happen because you no. who the, you don't even know who the heck you're going to be working with and that's no, a nightmare. Yeah. It could be a complete nightmare. So a call is ideal. Do they need this PDF download before they book the call? Um if they're coming from the podcast, like podcasts act as a lead magnet. Mm-hmm. So you know, podcasts right, are there good to point. You know, they're like a lead magnet on their own. So why would you exactly. need to, Yeah. Hmm. And they're still even for your high ticket clients, you know, if they came through a podcast they still want to keep listening to the podcast. It's not like you solved every single problem immediately when they sign up for you. Like they'll likely want to keep listening. Yeah. Um, so thinking that through too, of like, it's a lead magnet, but it's also a client nurturing tool as well. That's, that is, that is a very, like podcasting accomplishes many things all at once, but it acts as a frequently asked questions section that yeah. goes way more into depth than like a website frequently asked questions section. We often have a client ask us like, Hey, like, how do I, how do I measure my um, analytics? I'm like, I got an episode for that. Like, I'm not going to hop on a call and go over an hour when my guest said it 10 times better than I can in, a, in an episode. So here you go, you know, and they love that. And it's, it's a, it's a value stack on top of the rest of your services. And even having like, you know, a little client specific podcast section where, where only people who are, you know, clients can get access to a certain type of thing. It's another way to stack the value, but, um, but yeah, so 
so especially also if your podcast is very aligned with your service which like you said it should be that's a whole other topic um then then yeah i guess like i guess just having uh like a calendar link and saying book a book an insight call with us here or and then and then just saying at the end of the the episode like hey if you know if you want to meet us and think maybe you might be a good fit to to work together on a deeper level then um book a call and if not thanks for listening and we love having you here that type of thing like is or am i missing something yeah the only the one thing i would say that is missing is uh like making it really attractive like the call has to be something other than a call if it's just a call, it's going to be confusing for you yeah, undirected, to like set yeah. up what you're going to do. So you also want to make it like really clear of like, they're going to get clarity around something right. that either way, they'll walk away with something, whether it's a fit to work together. Of course. Or not. Why don't I, yeah, you're, yeah. you're right about that. So but like something is going to, there's going to be some outcome of showing up to this thing or else people are going to be like, yeah, you of know. course you're, you're a hundred percent right on that. Yeah. So it's like almost, you know, a, People do that all the time. It could be even just a free coaching session or a, an, an audit of something or, you know, something brief, like 15 minutes brief. And then, yeah, or I mean, however long it needs to be for, you know, I have ones that are 15 minutes. I have ones that are 45 minutes. Okay. Um, but typically it's, it's like to uncover the problem that there's, you know, having not mm-hmm. solving it because it's just doing them a disservice. So yes. I typically shy away from like a coaching session in the first uh, discovery call. Like the purpose of it is literally just to like meet, build that rapport of like the diagnosis. Yeah. 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 And if, and if you, you know, start like, you know, whatever the doctor term is for, you know, prescribing, you know, you start prescribing and before, yeah. Yeah. Um, then it starts getting into like, they're going to think that they can do it on their own. And the reality is like, if it's actually like they're aware of the problem, but it's like, to get the problem out just with somebody is sometimes take some time. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I think the problem is this, but through your experience, you might be like, actually the problem is this, yeah. you know? And that's a problem every person has, especially when it comes to like needing a coach is like, they think, you know, they've, they've got the knowledge. We've all got information these days, but um, to meet someone and then they're like, yeah, I mean, you just like, you know, eat healthy and exercise and feel like it's yeah. If it was that easy, like I would have just done it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So totally. uh, working through like that empathy with the person is huge. Um, so yeah. And that kind of ties back to like making it valuable. And and that's again, like another lead magnet you could say is like the call is in a way like a lead magnet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just delivering it one-on-one. Um, that's also why it's helpful to like pre-qualify people before they show up. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're just going to get random people. Of course. Like, yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I totally understand that. I've, I've been doing, um, just free audits of people's podcasts Mm because i find that people have you know tens and tens of little tiny things that are that are going wrong that are making all together all these tens of things all together make make the podcast you know suffer really suffer whether it's little bits of copywriting titling episodes visual things all all kinds of stuff that, that can be going wrong audio stuff especially and uh yeah do i've been doing these calls with people i've done maybe like 20 just audit calls and um and and yeah so that's i mean that's something that that i really enjoy doing as well so having something that you can that you can enjoy doing for free because you know like number one you should be doing it to help people not to get clients because lots of them won't 
won't become clients. And so you have to be in love with the process of also doing the thing. So, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love that. And it's like a way to like, you know, obviously capture a bunch of ideas of like what people are getting wrong across the board and spotting trends. Um, the problem, like I find with a lot of the, the free stuff lately is like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's like, it's, it's just, it's a limit, you know, of like how useful it is to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just found over the helping so many people that there is like a reality. There's a ceiling of, of information that working with someone directly of like knowing the why behind they're doing certain things, um, is just, it takes time yeah to explain and to do unless if they're going to keep doing it themselves. Yes. Um, and highlighting that, like, you know, um, one issue, for example, is like, Oh, you need to change your tires. It's like, that's cool. Cause I, I don't want to think about my tires, mm-hmm. but for most people, if they're like trying to grow their podcast on their own or any, like their business on their own and they're like, yeah, well I'm, you know, I need to be thinking about my tires if I'm going to be like driving every day or that's my career. Mm-hmm. Um, so highlighting a like a a deeper kind of reasoning behind things um i don't know i don't know if that makes any sense but of course like well there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into something like growing a podcast or building a podcast building a bit like everything like there's yeah and that is the benefit of having somebody who who like that's why people hire coaches right because they don't want to go and learn how to do everything themselves and make all the same mistakes that that person's made they're just like well i'm just going to bypass all the pain and get straight to the goodies and that's what you're supposed to be able to do and so show me you can do it and then yeah they'll buy (laughs) yeah and help me become better yeah like not be in the same spot i'm in totally in a year or six months you know um to empower me and like yeah i just um yeah and a lot of people like kind of get you know, confused about that sometimes is like, not like from what I run into, like people understanding the value in it, you mm-hmm. know, that's all totally. Um, but yeah, but that value comes back to that call to action of yeah. like highlighting that value is like how you get people to do the thing. If you don't highlight the value correctly, there's no reason for someone to do that thing. Same thing with like social media posts, for example, mm-hmm. so many social media videos just flop or they're not, they don't perform like they should yeah. because the value isn't shared like the context of why up front. There's no reason to stick around because there's no reason. Like, I'm like, I don't know, understand what this is for me. So yeah. same thing in the call to action. Um, we're like, we're implementing these like little calls to action throughout our content um, in our, whether it's a social media post or a podcast, or it's a link in the description, all these places. Yeah. I would, I would actually say that it's one of the most important, things in the in um the the structure and the strategy of a show like i think it's and i have not come to that realization because of like you know because i've researched it or something i came to that realization because like we're making podcasts all the time and uh for us and for other people and like it's something that keeps poking its head up as being something so i'm experiencing this as being one of the most important things not just thinking it is and um yeah i think this i think this episode is like incredibly valuable this is something that i would definitely send to um to somebody who who is questioning how to do a call to action or or how many to do or you know where and stuff um before we sort of finish it off 
because we're, we're at like 45 minutes. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add or, su- or summarize or, or some extra thought or something? No. Yeah. I would say like, if you want to uh, really study this, this is a, this is a light call to action. <laughs> this is your <laughs> is, call to action. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's, not, it's not to me. It's not to me. Okay. I'm just saying like in general copywriting, right? Like right. copywriting, um, more direct response stuff, mm-hmm. getting people to take action is, is everything. And it's about growing. It's about monetizing. It's a crucial skill, like you mentioned, to learn. And it's something that's ongoing. You know, people are like, you know, I just want to like, it's not a skill that you just get and then you're just done. No, it's, it's something constant. That you constantly refine mm-hmm. and you can build into your podcast itself so that the whole podcast builds up to this thing of the next step that you want people to take. So it can all work together. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you very much for all of that. Uh, a lot of that helps me too. That, you know, we're in the podcast industry and we're, I mean, we're, I would, I would call us pros, but there's still, there's still tons of stuff to be learning all the time because it's, yeah. it's like, like you just said, like you, now we're talking about copywriting. Well, I'm not a copywriter. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> like a podcast producer. So, but you got to yeah. dip into those places and when you're making a podcast, because you're, you're working with many, many different elements all at once. I mean, same thing if you're doing TV or, or video, video, like in some way that you're, you're, there's so many elements, like there's symbolism and there's how important each word is and titles. And then there's like, I mean, it just, it's just deep, right? So you can always yeah. be, be learning. Um, so where, where this is something I actually want to talk about, but we, maybe I could have you on another time to talk about it, but, um, but as a, your guest now, so so where do you want people to go and how are you going to tell people where to go as the guest? Yeah. So I, I, I'll just say this too. Like you just said, like pro, all that stuff. I still like, I, I'll have the knowledge. There's the knowing doing gap, right? You know what to do and then yeah. actually doing it sometimes is difficult um, even for me. So yeah, um, I'll tell you what. I do. And I'll say what nobody should do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell, and I'll, I'll give an example of what you should do. Okay. (laughs) At the end of a podcast episode, what you shouldn't do. And what I've done in the past (laughs) is say, just go to my website, dylanschmidt.com. That's where everything is. I have a business called content clips. I, you know, have a bunch of free resources and trainings on there. (laughs) I have a whole like, you know, podcast Academy. That's like a, a free version on there. It's really awesome, really cool. What you should do, and note, and I'll. There's too many. Things I'm confused there, right? already. Like yeah, like I'm not yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, I'll tell you what you should do, and what, and if you're listening to this, this is what you definitely should do. <laughs> By now, we built the report. Yeah, I'm a trustworthy guy. Yeah, I'm a totally. Guy. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, um, <laughs> I said that in a non-very trustworthy voice. Yeah, of course. Trust, like, why does it sound like I'm questioning it? Yeah, um, like a crook. <laughs> so what you should do is every Tuesday and third or Friday. Oh, almost said Friday, Thursday. Every Tuesday and Friday, I send out a newsletter that I put hours into. Okay. Um, and it's not just like a blog post. There is a tips section and then there's trending news. And I feature like other pieces of content in there and a fun fact that like you most likely never knew in your life. Okay, it's a really cool. simple and free email newsletter. If you go to dylanschmidt.com, you can sign up. It's the first thing that you'll see. And I'm really proud of this newsletter because I put hours into it to make sure it's awesome. And I make it really unique. And I feature things that you didn't know because you couldn't have known them because it's literally like breaking news or things like that. 
So okay, it's I'm, relevant to anyone in the podcasting game, in the content creation game, in the online business game. I include things that you need to know every Tuesday and Friday at 4.30 a.m. Pacific. It goes out. Go to DylanSchmidt.com to get the free newsletter. That's the right way to do a call to action for a guest. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If anybody can hear the typing, that is me putting in my email address at DylanSchmidt.com for Sweet. the newsletter. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super down for that. It's cool. It's yeah. really cool. And we can, you know, uh, I don't, don't want to make it longer than it needs to be, but that's, you know, the reason for that is there's just one call to action right there, which yeah. is sign up for the newsletter. Inside the newsletter, there is a link to my podcast. There mm. is a link to other things, but it's the newsletter. Like that's the reoccurring thing. I love it. Um, I, I love yeah. also that you, because you only have one call to action, you can get, you, like you can explain what people are going to get from that more. Whereas if you had to, like, if you did what you did before, where you talked about 10 different things, you can't explain what you're going to get from every single thing. I don't, I don't have a reason to go anywhere or do anything, but, um, yeah. And now you don't need another reason, like, because we all want to be in the know and we all want to like, what's the latest thing you don't even need to like, it's based. The reason for the newsletter is to keep you in the loop without you thinking like, am I missing something? Mm -hmm. Like I aggregate tech news content creation news podcasting news right into just like the need to know things cool i love the it person reading it mm-hmm. so it's like doing it's like having someone do the research for you yeah um i'm big on that and yeah and hopefully make your life easier and more informed who doesn't want that cool okay well um sweet man i've i really enjoyed this conversation thanks Thank for you. taking uh the the hour to to hang out and chat about this and I don't say this with everybody, but I would love to have you back on to talk about something completely different down the road. Um, yeah. You know, whatever you, we're, we're entrepreneurs. So we're always, we're always interested in different things at different times and have, have things that we're really passionate about. So um, somewhere down, down the line. Yeah. I would love to, I'd love to bring you back on. And that, I'm not just saying that because I actually did have somebody at the start who we brought on as the first guest, one of the first guests who we just brought back on again. So I actually really do like um, doing that and going for like a part two on something. So, um, so yeah. And, and sign up to Dylan's newsletter. I just did. Um, I love that you said you take hours doing it because like, I think the reason you say that is because people can just use like chat GPT now and have a VA uh, do the newsletter without them ever touching it. So people are really searching for that human element. I want to make something that like people are like, this is obviously not AI and not that there's anything wrong with that, but Mm -hmm. like I'm not using, and it's like different in a way that it's like current. It's, it's not like things that this was only, you know, something that I made three years ago that Mm -hmm. was like repurposed into an email newsletter. It's current news. There's a lot of, it's a lot of current stuff. No, it's sweet. I love it. I will be there. Um, so, okay. Well, thanks again, man. And, um, my call to action is to take Dylan's call to action. <laughs> there we go. I probably no. I have an outro. I think I just say share it with somebody who helps. But um, but yeah. That thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Totally. Okay, so you made it this far, which means you probably found something or learned something valuable from this. So don't be selfish. Please share it with somebody else so that they can learn something from it too. That's all we ask for all this free content. We're trying to build a community and help as many people as possible do better in podcasting, make better podcasts, get more from their podcasts in less time. That's our goal here. And if you want to support that goal, then just click the link and send it to one person who you know would love you for it.